0: meet on a regular basis in my office every Wednesday at 1 o'clock. <clears throat> and the churches across denominational boundaries and barriers have begun to work together. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, the doctrinal differences is out. It's Jesus is Lord. Tell everybody everything from the housetops. So we've been coming together month after month in a night of worship on a one Sunday night a month. This, not Tonight, but next Sunday night, we're going to be meeting all the churches, meeting in the park, and we're going bold. So uh, show me that you guys have a video on that. You do? Go ahead and show it. Just a little clip. Uh, We're hosting this month our community worship night, and we're going to be across the street from our building, Western Park. We're going to be there at 6 p.m., And we're going to have a tent. And so we are asking also if you can please bring some chairs and all that so you can be comfortable. And be just part of this great movement of God in our valley as the churches we come together. And so don't forget July 30th, 6 p.m. Pastor Gary. Yeah, hi, I'm Pastor Gary Johnson, Calvary Chapel Hibbett, and we're blessed to be able to host the following month in August on the 27th, 6 p.m. as well. And so the Lord's really doing a great work here. You know, the psalmist wrote that all the earth shall worship you, and uh, it's neat. Why don't all the churches get together and worship him? And so that's what's really happening here, and we're, we're just glad to be a part of it. So don't forget, <laughs> July 30th. God bless. Okay, now this is going to be great. Your own worship team is going to be one of the worship teams. The city, the city has come on board with this. The city's promoting it, going to be, be providing uh, security and freedom there for us to just crank it up and worship Jesus and tell everybody everything from the housetops. City Council has approved it. It's on board. You don't want to miss it. You do not want to miss this. I'm serious. Because God is reaching out into our community and touching people, not everybody who's finding Jesus right now is finding him in church. They're finding him on the streets. And how many of you know, if they don't go to church, we'll go to them. Come on, give Jesus the praise. Okay, hey, um, last uh, last Sunday morning before we jumped into the Word, uh, into the scriptures. I had a word from the Lord, and um, it was about somebody having a lift in their shoe, and he's right here. Would you stand? Now, he had a lift in his shoe, and we prayed for him to be healed. So, uh, back back. Susan, give me a a mic, if you would. Now, okay. (laughs) What's the deal here? He's going. Why did you do this? <laughs> why did you do this? Okay. So we prayed for you. What's the end result? Uh, no back pain, um, and I don't. Use, I took the lift out as well. What, what he did? What he did was he went backstage. He's our drummer. He went backstage, took the lift off, and has had no pain since. Now. Why do we point that out? Because God cares about even small things others can't see. He cares. He intimately cares. So put your hands out, palms up. If you need a healing, you need a touch in your life, whatever it is, think about it right now. Now, Heavenly Father, you hear those needs coming before you. You know those needs would you meet them according to your riches and glory? Come upon them for healing, freedom of mind, body, soul, and spirit. Touch them, give them hope, and give them courage because you love them so much in Jesus' name. Everybody said Amen. all right. Get your Bibles out, hold them up. You know what we're gonna say. Say this with me out loud. This is my Bible. It's the living word of God, has the power to change lives. And I declare by faith that my life and the life of those around me will be changed by the Word. All right, go to 2 Chronicles, if you would. 2 Chronicles chapter 16. Last week, I started a series called The Inaudible Voice, the inaudible voice, the voice that you can't hear with your ears. And so today we're going to do part two. And we're going to do part two about that inaudible voice. In 2 Chronicles chapter 16, listen to what the Spirit of the Lord says, verse 9. Now listen to, because you're going to hear that inaudible voice. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, including Hemet. To show himself strong, watch this, to show himself strong in behalf of those whose heart is perfect towards them. Now, that word um, heart there means the seat of your affections. In other words, God responds to us as we put him in the primary place of our affection. That's exactly what he says. The eyes of the Lord are going back and forth throughout the earth, looking for a people who have set their affections on God above everything else. The Lord says, I'm looking for that kind of people. How many of you want to be one of those people? Huh? Yeah. All right, you make a choice. Now, um, the, the incredible thing about the inaudible voice is that you can hear God without hearing with your ears. And I've said this to you, (coughs) the audible sound of God is not nearly as clear as the inaudible sound. When you hear what God wants from you here, and you learn that voice, it becomes louder than the voices of the world around you. Because there's voices all around us trying to confuse us, and God searches day and night for a people that are listening, not with their ears, but with their heart. And they know what he has to say about what's going on in life. Now, go to Jeremiah chapter 23. We're going to do this again today very quickly. Jeremiah chapter 23. Now, in Jeremiah chapter 23, I read this to you last week, and we're going to read it all again because this is a part of our series. Now, if you watch this, verse 23 of chapter 23. He says, Am I a God at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off? In other words, where are you going to go that I'm not there? He says, I'm God at hand, and I'm at a distance. Can any hide himself in a secret place that I shall not see him, says the Lord? Do not I feel heaven and earth, says the Lord? Where are you going to go that I'm not there? If you can't hear me, it's not because I'm not there. Listen to what he says. I have heard what the prophet says, the prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall you be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Skip down to verse 28. The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the wheat from the chaff? Now, when he says wheat from chaff, y'all remember this. we talked about this before. When you take wheat, it has a husk over it called the chaff. And the reason they pound the wheat down, particularly in Bible days, they pounded the wheat down to break the husk, the shell, to free the wheat kernel. Then he says, what's the wheat from the chaff? What, how many chaffing, chafing voices do we hear in the world? How many voices do we hear that irritate us and actually draw us away from the grain, the fruit of the truth of God's Word? He says, you hear so much, it draws you away from what God has to say. Now, it's very important because if we learn to let the events and the circumstances of life that put us under pressure and that grind against us, learn to use those difficult events in life to break the husk to free the wheat. Does that make sense? But how many Christians will whine and complain and say, well, I'm, why am I going through this and why am I going through this? And don't get me wrong. I don't want to go through anything either. But listen, if I'm going to go through something, I'm going to get something out of it. Try this side. If, I, if you're going to go through something, determine to get something out of it. In other words, if somebody wrongs you, somebody does you wrong, or somebody cheats you or steals from you, or the world does something against you, and all the garbage that's going on in the world around us to try to put pressure on the church, all that pressure is going to do is free the wheat. That's it. So you understand that you let God be whatever he wants to be. That's what he's saying. Listen to my word. He says, listen to my word because my, my word is the wheat. The voice of the world is the chaff. Okay, listen, he goes on, verse 28. The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff from the wheat? Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, like a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces. Therefore, behold, I'm against the prophet. Behold, um, go down to 32. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, says the Lord, that do tell them and cause my people to, to err by their lies and by their lightness. In other words, people that try to tell, tell Christians, listen, this is, a, you know, God, God's in this and God's going to, you know, God's, God's if God's in something, it's because he's allowing it to crush the husk. I didn't say God did it to you. That's not what I said. But, but if we learn that when adversity comes running at us and charging at us, we're ready to say, I'm going to get something out of this. Because all you're wishing and wanting, it ain't going to go away. How many of you have prayed for something to go away and stop and it didn't go away and it didn't stop? You know, you know what that's time for? That's time for wheat to come out. What did Jesus say to Peter. Peter, Satan has desired to what? Sift you like wheat. And Jesus doesn't say, and I'm not going to let him. Jesus, I'm sure Jesus turned away and went, (laughs) I hope you survive it, Pete. Are you with me? In other words, God's not looking to bail us out of every situation in life. But don't get me wrong. He doesn't do things to hurt us. He lets things happen to grow us, to build character and build faith in him and his word. So he says, what's the wheat from the chaff? Listen to verse 33. And when this people or the prophet or the priest shall ask thee, saying, what is the burden of the Lord? Listen, the burden of the Lord is a people that will find him in every given situation in life, whether it's good whether it's not so good whether it's bad or whether it's ugly can we find God in the situation see what good is he if we can't apply the truth of the scriptures in difficult situations verse 34 and as for the prophet and as for the priest uh, priest and the people that shall say the burden of the lord i will even punish the man and his house Thus shall ye say everyone to his neighbor and everyone to his brother, what hath the Lord answered and what hath the Lord spoken? And the burden of the Lord you'll mention no more. God said, I'm done with this. You want to do church, you don't want to do me. And if you want to do church, knock yourself out. Because church is religion. I'm not against church. You're in one. Okay? But the church is here. Not here. And, he says, and so he says, and Jesus said, I'll build my church. And when Jesus said that in Matthew, he said, I, Jesus, he said to the disciples, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Why? Because the church is not built out of brick and mortar. It's built out of human hearts and human lives. We're all living stones. And so in the process, the burden of the Lord is God's search for a people that are willing to find him in any given situation in life. Okay? And he said, I will not leave you and I will not forsake you. He said, I promise you, I'm not going to abandon you. Have you ever felt far from God? Has anybody here ever felt far from God? God? Guess who moved? It wasn't God? He said, "I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you." So if you're feeling apart, see, and, and, and we all get that. You, you feel like God's at a distance. God are you, Lord, you're paying attention. He is. He really is. And he's not trying to hurt you. He's not trying to hurt me, but he's trying to build character. And, 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 and no, God didn't make you sick either. Don't you do that. God doesn't use sickness. God doesn't, God doesn't do things to us. That's why he said to Peter, I'm just going to step back a little bit and let it happen. I'm not doing it to you. Are you with me? Do you understand? Because he's building character, and God knows the world's doing everything it can to strip Believers of their faith in their God and faith in his word. And that's God's burden for a people, a people that will listen and pay attention. And so, uh, you know, Isaiah said this, I heard a voice behind me. Remember in Isaiah 30 verse 1? He said, I heard a a voice behind me. Media, can you give me that? You got that one? Okay. Okay. And thine ear shall hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. And when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. In other words, God's, God's loitering. He's hanging around. He says, I'm hanging around. Just wait for you listen. What are you going through right now? What are you struggling with? And if you're not struggling anything with anything right now, praise the Lord. Enjoy it while it lasts. come on, I'm being real. real, real, real. This, this is being real so you understand. The burden of the Lord is God's search for a people that understand that this is how you get through life. Yeah. Right here. This is how you get through life. Yeah. And you don't make it my job to tell you what needs to be done. Hallelujah. My job is to encourage you to get into this so you know how to handle that. So, I'm trying. Um, Okay, Uh, so Ezekiel 12-2 says, Son of man, thou dwellest in the midst of a rebellious house which have eyes to see and can't see, and ears to hear and hear not. So, our eyes and our ears are open to know whatever it is we're dealing with in life. It's it's a scathing indictment by God about people who go to church, who, who 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 listen to Christian music, who are born again believers, may be filled with the Spirit, have a heavenly prayer language, and move in the things of the Spirit, but when trouble hits you, you cave. You cave. Not because you're a bad person. It's just you don't understand God's burden for a people. His love for a people. That he hasn't abandoned you and he hasn't abandoned me. Jesus came into this world with this burden. He carried this burden. And so God's lording. He's hanging around. He's hanging around his church looking for people. How many of you want to be found? Come on. Here we go. Okay. So so here we are. And uh, this is how this works. I'm, uh, uh, you know, God says, I'm going to step away from you, Peter, and I'm going to let you figure this out. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to help you through your financial situation. I'm going to help you through the economics of America that are caving in. I, I, I'm going to help you through the, the, the social injustice, the craziness, the absolute insanity of what's going on in our nation. And by the way, the world while all that goes on, there's a people that carry a burden for the Lord. The Lord, no matter what the world throws for me, no matter what the world throws at me, I'm bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. You know, I've said that to you for decades. You were born in the heart of God. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, God designed you before the foundation of the world in himself, and he didn't design you to fail, he designed you to succeed. Well, wait a minute, what's the definition of success? Finding God in the middle of every issue in life. It doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect and you're going to have all the money you want. What it means is you find God in every situation and circumstance in life. That's God's burden for a people that's why he lets them get up to the Red Sea. There's the sea. Here comes Pharaoh. There's no way out. I preached to you before about Etham and Migdol. There's no way out that way, and there's no way out that way. The only way is just keep moving. Just keep moving. Don't cave. Don't quit. Don't God's looking for a people that can't be persuaded to do anything. Jesus says this in Matthew 11. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Pay attention. He that has ears to hear. What is God saying? He doesn't say anything outside this. And if you know this, you'll know how to hear what God is saying. That's just God's burden. God's burden for lear- people learning to fight the struggles and the difficulties in life, learning to hear God's voice. What does God sound like? He sounds just like you. He sounds just like you. If you're looking for an audible voice, I don't know if you could we any of us could survive it. You know when God moves into a room and says, "Bob, I haven't had that one yet, and that's usually when you're in trouble. It's kind of like I learned that from my mother. My mother, she'd, she'd step out on a porch, and she'd say, Bobby Beckett, and I'd think, dang, I'm in trouble now, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get it. When she called me Bobby Beckett, she was going to clean my clock and ring my chimes. Okay, But you understand that the voice of the Lord is hearing God's desire and his burden for a people. An inaudible voice, a voice that... And I've never heard God audibly. And if you've heard God audibly, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you and I'm excited for you and thank God you survived it, okay? Um, but the inaudible voice... Let, let, me, let me try to say this. When God's voice is inaudible... That means it's not vibrations in the ear. But it also has another meaning. audible, The word audible is an interesting word because the word audible means something that changes. And it's not always the same thing. God's answer to us in situations isn't always yes. Sometimes We're better off to hear the no. And so an inaudible voice. Well, you you see it. You'll see it this afternoon, um, and uh, well, you'll see it in football games. In in football games, they have something called audible calls. Now you know when the quarterback goes to the line. The quarterback goes to the line, and everybody's lined up. Defense this way, offense this way. He's ready and as soon as he breaks out of the huddle, remember, they're all in the huddle, and he calls a play, okay? He calls a play. And when he calls a play, then they're all going to go to the line and they're going to run this play. But what the quarterback's doing is as soon as he calls that play in the huddle, he starts walking back to the line and he looks at the defense. And he looks at how the defense has lined up and he thinks to himself, The play I just called ain't going to work. These guys are lined up against this play. I need to change this play. So he calls what's called an audible. In other words, they have code sounds, code terms. And what has to happen is, now get this, every player, every week, gets an audible book. And every play that they run gets a name. And that name, when that, that audible is called, everybody knows we're going to run such and such play. Are you with me so far? Okay. So he goes to the line and he calls an audible because they've lined up and he changes the play. And of course, they may shift again, and he can change the play again. He can change the play three or four times, right there. As they're standing there, he's looking, he's calling audibles. He's changing things, and nobody on the other side, tell him I said hi. Um, What was I talking about? Audibles, okay, yeah. Um, So, he's, he's calling the audibles. Now, if, if you don't know what this is like, it's really kind of crazy because it really, really works. Let me show you an example of audibles. Watch this. They have some audibles on this team too. I'll say. Purple Walrus, <laughs> Purple Walrus. There you go. Their emphasis more on the hey, run hey, than hey, it hey, used to hey, James be. Harden, hey. James Harden, Mike. James Harden. James Harden makes Shall his wait. first appearance. See it hey. from the 39-yard line. There hey, we go. Hey, hey, let's go. Mama Georgia. Mom and Georgia. Here we go. Devontae Booker back in, second down and nine. We're good, we're good. We're good, we're good. Hey, hey, easy, gun. Easy, 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 easy. easy. <laughs> you're too alert. Hey, here we go. Hey, Mike, Mike, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike alert, Mike, alert. Chris Mullen. Yeah, right. 50, 50. Mike, Chris Mullen. When you're playing on real grass, six, Orlando, Orlando. Jacobs is back hey, in. Orlando. Orlando. First and goal. <laughs> we're good, we're good. Say hi. Come on, Darren. Again. Hey, Wilson Hoosier. Wilson Hoosier. Elvis. Elvis. Hey, Elvis. Elvis. Hey, Tupac. Dusty. Tupac. Obama. Obama, Obama. Hey, Ric Flair, Ric Flair, Ric Flair. Turbo. Okay, easy now, Rambo, 59. Get on the ball, get on the ball, Rambo. Okay, you get the idea, okay? And then they change all the time. Now here's the problem. If you don't know the audibles that are in the playbook, You won't know the play, and everybody will go right, and you will go left. And in the process, you understand that God has given us the playbook. This is how you live it out. This is how you do your life. This is how you live through every situation and every circumstance Whatever the case is and whatever the circumstance is, God has an answer. And you understand that in Jeremiah, the Lord says, I'm looking for a people. I have a burden, says the Lord, a burden for a people that will listen to my voice, that will listen. And if you don't know the playbook, you won't know the play. And you won't know when he says, don't go right, go left. You understand that now? Don't get me wrong. God's not—he's not, not going to stick his head out of the clouds and and yell at you. Hey, go right. He's a still small voice. He's a still small voice. Well, how do I know it's him and not me? How do I know that it's not the pizza I ate? Right? Because he never contradicts his word, and he. And he never does anything that's harmful or hurtful to you or to the innocent people. People say, "Well, wait a, wait a minute. What happens if, if, if I'm at a fork? You've heard me say this before. I'm at a fork in the road. I got to go right. I got to go left. I can't get God to tell me which one. Okay. What, what, what do I do? Have you ever?" Had God be silent in a situation? You know why? Because he's trying to teach you to listen to your heart. Listen to your spirit. Listen to the relationship you have with him and think, you know. In in Kentucky where I grew up, man, you know the way we did this? We're out in the middle of the woods and didn't know which way to go to get home. (whistles) Whichever way it went, we went. That's not God's way. It's not random. People say, well, what happens if I I say, okay, I I have a peace in my heart about going right, that you understand the love of your heavenly Father so much and so deeply that if you go right and he wanted you to go left and he didn't tell you so, he's more than capable of taking everything on the left and moving it to the right. Are you with me? What he doesn't want you to do is lock your knees and stand stiff-legged and do nothing. He said, my people know my voice, and another they will not follow. Heavenly Father, I'm doing my best, my conscience, my, my, my heart, I feel like the right direction is to go right, and if I go that way, that, that way, God can move whatever needs to be moved because I'm willing to learn to listen. Will you ever make mistakes? Of course, but your heavenly Father is more than willing to cover for you. But how many Christians, they don't do anything? How I many the Christians, they don't do anything and they don't get out and they don't take the, take the opportunity to run the risk that the world thinks if you do something, what happens if you do the wrong thing? Because I trust the love of my Father, that he will help me, he will guide me in your financial situations, in your, the economics, the physical issues, the relational issues, God cares about you In Jeremiah Thirteen is God's burden for a people that will trust Him, that will trust Him and trust what His Word says. You say, "Well, I'm not that good a person. I'm not. I'm not that smart. I'm not that intelligent." Oh, stop making excuses. He says, "He that hath ears to hear, let him hear what." What's the rest of that verse? He that has ears to hear. Let him hear what the Spirit says. Listen to your heart. You understand why we, 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 we as a church, we believe in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. You know, when you're born again, you're born again by the Holy Spirit. You can't be born again without the Holy Spirit. So you have the Holy Spirit, but then Jesus sent them to, to, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He sent them to Pentecost. A lot of people go, I, I, I don't want to speak in tongues. Okay, don't speak in tongues. I don't care. Okay. Just get the Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit take the rest of it. But you understand that if you don't know the playbook, whoa, wait a minute. Is that baptism of the Holy Spirit stuff in the playbook? Gotcha. (laughs) Stop making excuses. Well, I'm just just afraid. Stop being afraid because God's Spirit, John 1 says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. You want to know how to pull one over on the devil? Start listening to God. Because the devil is deaf, dumb, and stone blind when it comes to the things of God. People say, well, it seems like every place I go, the devil's waiting for me. Well, maybe you've been going to some of the wrong places. (laughs) Are you with me? Do you understand that? And so that's that's why I keep saying to you, John chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. Now, people have said, if you say that one more time. Okay, let me do it one more time. John 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 is God's burden. The same one who spoke the burden of the Lord in Jeremiah is the living word who came in the flesh and quoted God's burden for a people in John 13 through 17. He said, "That's my heart. I'm just looking for. I'm not looking for somebody that has special talent. I'm not looking for somebody who, who is particularly intelligent. So let's use Bob." <laughs> so you understand that God's burden is is it. This is His playbook. This is His playbook, and that's all. That's all He wants. And 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 I just. In a loving, I'm going to be careful to say it this way, but in a loving, nurturing way, how can I convince you that this is the only thing you need to get through what the world is throwing at you? This is the only thing you need. What has Jesus said to you? What does he say about you? What does he think about you? Everything God has to say is right here say, well, wait a minute, are you going to browbeat me and beat me with this responsibility to, to read my Bible? Yes. Well, you heard them. <laughs> <laughs> so you understand. And in the process, if we, can, if we can walk this out as a people, while the world tries to control us and they threaten us, And they say, well, you know, we're going to do this to you, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this. We, We hear a sound. We hear a voice that speaks peace. That says, in the middle of what you're going through, this is the way. Walk it. I promised you I would never leave you. I gave you my word. I'd never forsake you. What are you faced with right now? That you're looking for hope. You're looking for confidence. You're looking for faith. It's right here in his word. And so in the process in this series, God's burden for a people that will listen with the ears of their heart and hear the conviction and hear the love and hear the grace and hear the mercy and hear him say to you, Listen, it's going to be okay. Not telling you it's going to be easy. Whatever it is you're going through. You know, I, I had planned on saying this, but, you know, I, I don't know how long ago it was, but I, I woke up in an ambulance. Um, what was it, a year ago? Woke up in an ambulance at 2 a.m. in the morning, and, um, what am I doing here? And uh, one of the paramedics said, well, you're going for emergency. You know, I had emergency colon surgery. And uh, you're going f- for colon surgery. And I remember thinking, because he, he he's right here next to me. Here's my head. He's right here next to me. And there's another guy sitting here. And he has something in his hands. And he turns and he looks at, at, at the guy, nods his head, and I feel myself going, eh. but as I'm going out all the thing I could hear was into thy hands I commit my spirit I didn't know what was going to come I didn't know what was going to come out of that all I know is at the worst situations in your life you have a voice inside you that is louder than all the voices you hear in your head and it's the voice of the spirit of God saying to you I love you. I gave you my promise. I'd never leave you and forsake you. Here's the closing. Have you really fully surrendered your life to Jesus? Have you said, oh, I want to go to heaven? But have you gotten to the point in your life where you want to say, I want heaven to come into me. I want to live the influence of heaven. So as we close, would you do me a favor? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I want to ask you this simple question. Christians, you know what I'm going to do if you're a part of this church. I want to give you a chance, an opportunity. Do you know where you're going when you die? Do you know what's happening in your life and around you? Do you know that should something happen to you today or this week and, and you like I was, you find yourself in a crisis situation. I will never forget, my friends, that as my brain began to fade and whatever they injected into my system, I had absolute peace that if I never woke up again in this world, I'd wake up in his presence. Do you have that confidence? Now, I didn't ask you if you go to church. Obviously, you do. I didn't ask you if you have a Bible. I didn't ask you if you believe in Jesus. I ask you, have you received him? Because if you don't know where you're going when you die, and God forbid you should leave here today and something happen, whatever it is, I don't know what it would be, and you die and your eyes begin to close, do you know where you're going? Do you know without a doubt? that you're going to be in his presence and be filled with his love? Do you know that? Now listen, heads bowed, and eyes closed, pray saints. If you don't know for sure and you want to know for sure, raise your hand. Yes, sir. God bless you. Anybody else? Come on, I'm going to give you a chance. Don't Don't pass this opportunity. Yes, God bless you, ma'am don't don't pass this don't lose it another yes god bless you god bless you one more chance come on don't pass it he loves you going once going twice would you look up church god bless you ma'am i see that four people we're going to pray this prayer four people This is alive. This is alive. Four people. We're going to pray this prayer. Let's pray it with them out loud. And those of you that raise your hand, pray it out loud. Don't, don't mumble it. Don't mumble it. Say it out loud. Father, in Jesus' name, I declare by faith, Jesus died on the cross. God raised him from the dead. I invite Jesus into my life. Forgive me of my sins. And give me the confidence of eternal life. In Jesus' name, I declare I'm saved. Give God a praise. Now, I got one minute. We're going to use all of it. There are going to be people up here that are willing to pray for you. If you have a physical issue, as a matter of fact, I'm going to do this. This is... Is anybody in the room dealing with ringing in your ears? Ringing in your ears, ringing in your ears, ringing in your ears, ringing in your ears. Put your hand up, hold it up so I can see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay. Those of you that have ringing ears, I'm sorry, stand. Somebody go lay hands on them. We're going to pray. Come on. How many of you believe God still heals? The Bible says God sent his word to heal us and deliver us from every destructive force. Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, we thank you. We're asking you to heal right here, right now. Heal the ringing in the ears ringing, cease and desist. Stop. If it's a physical ringing, be healed in the name of Jesus. God's word is faithful and God's word is true. And everybody said, give God one more good praise. Okay. Now, there are going to be people up here this morning to pray for you. And if you raised your hand, come on up here. We want to talk to you and share Jesus with you. God bless you. We love you. Go tell people about Jesus. Amen. Catch me when I fall, right? And you hear me when I call, crying. You're looking good.